Welcome to another Books and Culture podcast with Books and Culture's editor, John Wilson. I'm Stan Guthrie, and today, John, will be looking at a new thriller, Seven Grams of Lead. That's right, Stan. The author is Keith Thompson. We did a podcast several years ago on his novel, Once a Spy. That was the one about the spy who had Alzheimer's. Yeah, what a great concept. And uh, (laughs) it was just a brilliant book one of the most enjoyable of the year. I think we also did a podcast on the sequel called Twice a Spy. Yes, we did. Which was enjoyable. It wasn't as terrific as the first one, but still fun. Well, this new one, Seven Grams of Lead, is superb. I'm not sure why the publisher decided to do it as a mass market paperback original, rather than bringing it out as a hardcover first. Maybe it has to do with how they analyze sales of the previous two. But whatever format it arrives in, and as you were saying before we got on the air, the format of this is actually very nice. It's a nice chunky book. Well, Keith Thompson is a writer who combines several good qualities. One is that he knows a lot about intelligence matters and security and so on. And he knows a lot about gizmos. And some of what he says in this book and the earlier books, I take on trust the same way that I do when I'm reading about something else, that my knowledge is limited. And I can Mm -hmm. say, it sounds very plausible. (laughs) And I've read some of his pieces. He's done some blogging and so on on such matters. And he's very good. He also has a knack for a kind of dark humor, which certainly was evident in the premise of Once a Spy. Sure. And also, what might surprise you, since I've just been mentioning his humor, there's actually more moral complexity in his books, even though they're entertainments, they're wonderful entertainments, but there's actually more moral complexity in his books than there is in the writing of some other people in this genre who tend to get taken a lot more seriously. So that, for instance, John Le Carre, who is a wonderful writer, we've done at least a couple of podcasts on novels of his. For some years now, the moral world of his novels has become more and more predictable and narrow, and that sense of complexity of the texture of life doesn't mean you abstain from making judgments. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you try to paint everything gray. That would not be desirable at all. But to be able to write with a genuine sense of good and evil and yet not create these caricatures, that's something that Thompson does along with entertaining. So to do all those things together is quite impressive. When does this story take place? It takes place in the present, and I don't want to say much about the plot because the pleasure of seeing it unfold for the first time belongs to the reader. But I will say that for anyone who has been at all interested in the Snowden case and the NSA eavesdropping and the issues that are raised by such technology, that this book is very timely. It definitely includes, though it's not limited to, high-tech eavesdropping. It also, of course, 
all books in one sense, you and I have talked about this many times, all literature in a sense is escape literature, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's really funny sometimes to read the writers who pride themselves on not being like X. Like we've talked about Raymond Chandler and Mm -hmm. how he mocked the so-called golden age British mystery writers as being so improbable. And then he creates this wonderful character, Philip Marlowe. I mean, one of my favorite (laughs) characters in literature, but totally totally improbable (laughs) also who talks in these wonderful wisecracking similes and you know so in the same way keith thompson sets up a protagonist who is a blogger you might say that this book is a variant on one of the most popular themes in thrillers and that is ordinary man or woman or both gets thrown into a situation like so many of those Hitchcock movies with Cary Grant and finds himself having to respond to all kinds of diabolical threats, car chases, and on and on and on, and finds that he has the resources to do that. And in this case, there's the added spin on it that the protagonist is a blogger and his blogging is integral to the story. Mm. So... Right there, he's got a big audience, yeah. you know. If, if, if you're a blogger you re- and read the exploits of Russ Thornton and, and the very interesting woman who becomes his, in a sense, co-conspirator, that is a kind of built-in audience for the book. But it's fun. At the same time, the issues he raises, the technology, the various technologies that he introduces in the book, and the threats that they pose to us as well as the possibilities for thwarting threats that other people (laughs) may be to us, they're sobering. And so I admire so much the way he achieves this balance in the book where you're reading along, just can't turn the pages fast enough, enjoying the story, enjoying the humor, even savoring the badness of the chief villain, who's just really an awful villain. And yet at the same time, there's a little deep sense of menace just from the world Mm -hmm. that we inhabit. It's not overdone, but it's real because that menace is real. I've told you that Christine, my wife, sometimes reads to me. And one book that we're going through that I had never gone through when it was new is State of Fear by Michael Crichton. One of the things I don't like about that book, I've read other Crichton Mm -hmm. books This one just seems to be too preachy, Mm -hmm. and it just seems like the explanations just seem to take over the plot. So I really respect a writer who can consistently weave in those issues, but they don't distract from the actual story. I know what you mean about State of Fear. I actually liked it more. I accepted it as a different kind of... I mean, it was a novel with footnotes, for crying out (laughs) loud. Yeah, a lot of footnotes. (laughs) Maybe that's what I didn't like. I liked what he did with the form, but... As a sheer, just superb and many-layered, page-turning delight, seven grams of lead is very hard to be. <laughs> okay, that's a great recommendation. Thanks, John. Thanks, Dan.